0: and record this podcast for you. I don't know what our world's going to be like when this podcast drops next week. We're four days before the presidential election in the United States, and my country's in a lot of pain. And what I know is so many people are hoping for... Things to get resolved next week. And I've even read some states may not have their final ballot count by the time this podcast drops on November 6th. So I wanted to talk about this because I think it's really important because there's so much pain in the air right now. I know the world is watching us. I coach clients from all over the world. And frankly, I'm amazed at how much they know about our country's politics. So while I sit here and record this show on October 30th, 2020, I don't know the results. And if you had asked me three months ago, I would have thought that I would have been able to see a better path by now. And frankly, I have no idea how it's going to go. And what I realized in the last week, as I was talking to myself, which I often do, I know a lot of you talk to me while you're listening to the show, and you may be out out on walks. And I know some of you have said, Corinne, I can look crazy because you're having conversations back with me on the podcast while I'm talking with you. I talk to myself quite a bit as well. And one of the things that I realized in the last Week or so is so much of 2020 has not gone in the direction I thought. I really held on to the belief that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg would make it to 2021. She would be able to fight on, and maybe that's my version of the white knight coming to rescue. (laughs) And it didn't happen. And there was a confirmation of her for her seat. So October 30th, 2020, I don't know which direction we're going to go. And I truly thought this year was going to be very different than it is. (laughs) So I have been wrong a whole lot this year. And one thing I just need to know, as I was writing this yesterday, this podcast yesterday, writing my notes for it, I realized I'm like, wow, Corinne, you're going to say in your podcast, you've been wrong a lot. And for me, that's a whole new evolution to so publicly admit being wrong. And maybe it's not so new because I've been doing it, but there was a time that there's no way I would have publicly admitted I was wrong about something. But I've been wrong a lot this year. So my friend, I too continue to grow and evolve. So going back to what many people have been saying about, I can't wait to get to November 3rd. This is going to be great. It'll be finished. It'll be done. I don't know if it's going to be finished. And even if it's the outcome that you want, I really don't know. And even when you get the result that you want, so think about like you want to graduate or you want to get married or you finish your PhD or your dissertation, or you get that promotion or you close that big deal, you're emotionally exhausted. This happens in athletics. This happens with the Olympics. There's so much emotion that goes into it. And then afterwards, you have this emotional hangover. Same thing when if you watch Michael Jordan in The Last Dance, right? That pursuit of the championships. And then that huge emotional release afterwards. So even when you get what you wanted and you work really hard for what you want, there can be still emotional turmoil. So if that's what you're feeling, I want to let you know there's nothing wrong with you. You're not alone. This is normal. So, even when you get the results that you want, there can be huge emotions and emotional turmoil inside of you. And that I realize can be confusing because we think when we get what we want, we're going to be happy and celebrate and relieve. But we've been carrying a lot of emotions, whether it's for the last month, three months, year, four years six years, eight years, we've been carrying this and it's been heightened. So you have a lot of emotions. Now, In opposite of those who say it's going to be great. I've had people who have different political beliefs to me say, Corinne, you're going to be in for a world of hurt. The truth is coming. So I find that fascinating that people who supposedly care about me Oh, looking forward to me being in a world of hurt. But, anyways, (laughs) so there's some people we think, oh, we can have relief. And some people are like, yes, our adversaries are going to be in a world of hurt. Regardless of the outcome, there's going to be pain. Prepare for it. Even those who are going to be celebrating with bravado, there's going to be pain. It's just hidden in that bravado that, you know, that. Look, I'm right, you're wrong. It doesn't feel very good. It's a puffing up that we do. If your candidate wins, you're gonna have that emotional hangover, that emotional turmoil I was talking about. And if your candidate loses, you'll have your own fear and grief. And your community, the people that you know you have surrounded yourself with, because that's what we've done. What do we believe? And we surround ourselves with people that have similar beliefs as ourselves for the most part, there's going to be a collective energy of fear and grief. So while we may want to believe it'll be a day of closure and moving on and moving forward, I do expect the remainder of 2020 to be raw with more emotional turmoil. And partly because so many of us don't know how to feel our feelings and understand them and move through them. So that's one of the reasons that it's in. And then the other part is there's been this emotional buildup. And then we have a country that is divided. We're not the United States of America, right? We're the divided states of America. And as this division has occurred, more and more people are showing each other what they really believe. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, but as People are trying to stand up for what they believe. We're seeing more and more of people's beliefs instead of it being, I guess, more hidden. That's what I've come to realize is that in the past, we just hid it more and now we're seeing more. So, whichever side you're on, it will be painful for those whose candidate does not win. And that pain will be part of the collective energy of our world. And remember, I said when I first opened the show, that the world is watching us. They are watching us. They are feeling what's going on. And so to think that, oh, this is only happening in our country and only affects us. There's a collective energy where people are watching what is happening and it's affecting them. And it may not even affect their rights and their privileges and their lifestyles, but the emotional effect is affecting them. And I get it. I talk a lot about, you know, the fantasy of having the fairy godmother and, you know, living happily ever after. (laughs) I want to be Cinderella and go up the stairs to the kingdom and live with my prince and live in the promised land. (laughs) A lot of brainwashing I've gone through. But the reality is, is that there isn't the living happily ever after. We're a divided country right now. And there's tremendous hate and fear in our country. There is anger and disbelief. And there's astonishment. It doesn't mean that we'll stay this way. I do have hope that we'll be able to heal and come together. It's going to take work. It's going to be hard. But I do know that we can do hard things. And along with the division is there's so many stories. What is true? What is not true? So, So much of what we can't control, but what we can control and what happens now is I invite you to ask yourself these questions because these questions will help you focus on what you can control, what you can do in a manner that is aligned with your values and your priorities. So my friend, how will you show up? If your candidate wins, how will you show up? Are you going to be filled with bravado and saying, you're wrong. I was right. You know, how will you show up? Will you show up with grace and compassion and empathy? How will you show up? How are you going to interact with others? How will you celebrate? Or how will you grieve? How will you let go of the life you had planned and pivot To the life in front of you with the president that has been elected. I guess one of the upsides of 2020 in COVID is we've been practicing pivoting this entire year. We, we've had to let go of the life we had planned, the trips we had planned, the work we were going to go and do, whatever it may be, the schooling. However, the life that we knew in 2019 did not exist for the most of us in 2020. So how will you let go of the life you had planned and pivot with a given constraints moving forward? Those are really important questions. I'm going to go through them again. How will you show up? How will you interact with others? How will you celebrate or grieve? How will you let go of the life you had planned and pivot to the life with the given constraints and pivot to the life with the upcoming president? Those are really important questions to ask yourself. Oftentimes, we're so reactive instead of being deliberate because we're, we have all these emotions and we just want to get rid of this pain. And, and I know when I get in that place, my thinking brain is gone and I'm just a mass destroyer. Go gladiate. So I know if the candidate I'm voting for wins, I will not think everything is okay and will return to normal. Probably, you know. I don't know, four years ago, I would have thought that, or back in 2000, when we had a contested presidential election going on, you know, I wasn't totally concerned, but I thought, okay, we'll get through this and we'll get back to normal. And it wasn't even the candidate I wanted, but it was fine. What I know is we are a divided country and those who strongly support Trump will be upset And most likely, their fear and anger will be ignited further. And I've had people say that if Biden loses, the Democrats will then loot and riot. The Democrats I know don't loot and riot, So, but there's going to be pain and grief. I know that. So on both sides. So for me, what I've decided is if Biden wins, I'll dial up grace for those who did not get the outcome they voted for, they desired. I will have compassion. I will have empathy. And it can't be the bravado. It can't be like, oh, I won. You lost. It doesn't work that way. I will have compassion and empathy. If Biden loses, there'll be grief on my end. I'll be really sad. I may get worried or have fear. And what I do know is I'm going to allow myself To feel all the feelings. And here's an important constraint. Without taking action. Remember earlier I said I'm really good at mass destruction. And I get out of my thinking brain. So I'm going to have space for myself. And I've created space for myself to be able to process. And to feel the feelings. Because I know I'm dangerous if I don't feel my feelings and I'm in deep emotional pain and can only see the worst case scenario. That is not the time for me to take action. So I'm very appreciative that I've been working on this for a long time because it's preparing me for whatever we're going through this next week. And while I'm going to give myself the space for grief and fear so I can process my emotions, I'm also going to need to take deep care of myself. Deep care so I can move through the feelings. And while I'm in those feeling states, really feel because I need to feel them so that I can process them and I can understand them and then I can release them instead of, like I said many times, I used to live in the swampland of shame. Like, I don't want to live in the swampland of grief and fear because when I'm in those feeling states, I lose my capacity for patience, for empathy. And that is what our country will need regardless of the election results. We need patience and empathy, compassion for each other so that we can connect. And in order for me to be able to have those feelings, I must give myself the space to grieve and feel my fear and what is true for me today. And here's something that's really important. And I know this from because of the work I do. Even if the candidate I vote for wins, I may still have grief and I may still have fear. So I'm not, for those of you going, Corinne, you're not committed to the best case scenario. You know, how dare you? There's going to be an emotional hangover, regardless of the outcome, because there's been so much emotions and there's been so much uncertainty, right? There's going to be this. So for me, it's about giving myself the space and not just a day, giving myself the space for the next two months. And it doesn't mean 40 hours a week, but having myself, giving myself some time, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it may be a a morning, maybe it's the weekend, but giving myself space to allow myself to feel my feelings, to be with myself, to connect with myself so that I can go through the feelings because feelings have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But most of us run away before we get through the end. We're like, oh no, (laughs) here it is. I'm out. Right. I was really good at that. So feeling my feelings. The one thing that I know is that (laughs) I've been able to do this because we've had COVID, right? And myself and my clients, we've been practicing this stuff since March, 2020. And one of the things that's really helped me is I focus on the history of our human resilience, right? I focus on what I can do and what I have control over, my mindset. And here's the thing that's really important. I can't get to that until I've processed all those painful feelings. If I'm running from those feelings and trying not to feel them, I can't get to the space. That's why it's so important to have that space to feel your feelings. The other thing I did a lot and I've talked about it on the show, is I practiced a lot of gratitude. I was like, oh my gosh, I need gratitude, right? Because I knew that was the way through. So I practiced a lot about gratitude. Okay, what's really true in this moment? And I remember, I mean, April, like being afraid to go outside and go for walks and changing my pattern of walking where I didn't walk to the green belt from my house because I didn't know if the virus was hanging in the air. You know, that's where we were in March, April. But I practiced gratitude. I practiced the fact that my family had food. We had toilet paper, right, which was no small task back then. I practiced gratitude. We had each other. We were healthy at the time. We're still healthy, knock on wood now. But I practiced a lot of gratitude. So regardless of the outcome, whether it's the candidate that I voted for or not the candidate I voted for, I am going to practice gratitude once I feel my feelings once I can get myself grounded and be in a place of empathy and compassion, you know, and be grounded, I'm going to practice a lot of gratitude. And then the other thing that I didn't allow myself to do, and I reminded my clients of this is not allowing myself to have guilt over my life circumstances or privileges or rights, because here's the thing, my being guilty will not help anyone. It will only allow me to indulge in my circumstances instead of being able to figure out how I can help, what I can do to help others who don't have the same circumstances and privileges and rights that I do. So I want to help those that don't have that feeling guilty, which is according to Brene Brown, the definition of I did something bad and didn't do anything bad and didn't take something. I do have certain circumstances and privileges and rights that other people don't. But what I can do is I can speak and use my voice. I believe I've talked about this quote that I've used as a guiding light for me probably over the last 10 years. I came upon it or became more aware of my world when I was going through something and I watched people who had privilege and had rights that didn't use their voice and this quote was something that has become my guiding light. And it's first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. It's by Martin Niemöller. Apologize if I screw that up. And he was a Lutheran minister and early Nazi supporter who was later imprisoned for opposing Hitler's reign. So, that quote has stuck in my head. And while I have circumstances and privileges and rights, I will speak up for those who don't. And... It's really important for me to do that. So instead of indulging in my guilt of what I have, which doesn't help anybody, I can think about, okay, how can I serve? How can I help? So I guess the upside of COVID 2020, at least for me, is that I've been really practicing these tools that I may need (laughs) to even a deeper level. I know I'm going to need patience and empathy for myself. Especially if Biden loses, I'll need patience and empathy for myself so that I could have it for others and for those who will be celebrating the win of their candidate. I also will need to dial up trust in our resilience as humans because not every day do I truly believe it. I do believe it, but some days we all have doubt. And I'll need to be grounded so I can figure out what I can do and what I cannot do. And my invitation for you, my friend, is to really take care of yourself because I'll be doing that as well so I can serve those who I'm connected with. I can serve you here on my show, my clients, the monsters, my family and friends. And my plan will be the habits that I've been practicing for 2020, right? I'm taking all the tools and habits I've learned over the years and I'm leaning into them hard. I have been with COVID and I may be leaning into them even harder, regardless whether it's the candidate I voted for or not. But I'm going to be using these tools of gratitude, having grace for myself and others, managing my mindset, feeling my feelings, feeling them, the beginning, the middle and the end. Asking myself what I need. What do I need to fill myself up? Filling myself up and giving myself permission that it could be silly. It could be five minutes. It could be two hours. But how am I going to fill myself up? Of course, I'm going to follow through on my responsibilities. But making the time and those hours that I can have that freedom. I'm going to recognize the feelings of shame because we all have that feeling of shame and I'm so grateful that I have the ability to feel it and move through it not live in that swampland. And the other habit I'm going to make sure that I do is I'm going to reach out to my people, right? To the people who've earned the right to hear my story, my inner circle, to those who are so great about, you know, giving me a hand and helping me rise back up, especially when I've lost hope. I can't see clearly or I need a place, a safe place to cry, and I won't be judged. One of my commitments for 2021 for myself and my clients is creating fun, creating fun for me. Because if I fill myself up with fun, I'm going to have be more fun to be around. <laughs> so it will be better for everybody else. <laughs> and I'm going to be looking and recognizing joy, especially those small moments of joy and really allowing myself. To fill up with that. So, what I know, what happens now, and my plan for next week and for the weeks following and for the rest of the year and for 2021 is I'm going to lean deeper into these habits so I can fully show up in my life and serve my family, my clients, and my communities. 2020 was supposed to be this extraordinary year. (laughs) Well, my friend. It was, but we didn't see it coming this way. (laughs) We thought it was going to be fun and exciting. Remember, like where we were in 2019 and 2020, it's going to be this new decade. It's going to be great. (laughs) Well, there's been a lot of excitement. And especially in the beginning, it was about toilet paper. (laughs) So what I've learned this year is there's more of what we don't know than what we do know. We are resilient humans. And we can be agile, and we are strong, and we are divided. We all want this to be over and go back to normal. And my friend, going back to normal is a fairy tale. Instead, know that we must each take care of ourselves so we can self-regulate and not take our emotional pain out onto others. If we can do that, we can take care of others that we care about. We are stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And while we didn't want to live 2020 this way, we have and we can do hard things. Keep going, my friend. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you To preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it gonna be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So Go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes, and that will ensure you that you never miss a show. And you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things. But you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. Oh, on a she is dreaming she is drifting never been so wide Ooh.